to um, culminate, go on. Second Maccabees chapter six and verse one. Not long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens. Watch this now, read. To compel the Jews to depart from their laws of their fathers. So they used the Jew to go and compel the Jews not to follow the law of their fathers. And not to live after the laws of Yahweh. Now, watch it. Well, did you not hear what Trump said he's going to do? Yeah. He's going to start to pay pastors. Mm. Give them, pay them a wage. Come. Now, there, there's no such thing as a free lunch. What are you going to say? Because the churches aren't meeting, so they're talking Correct. Because the churches aren't meeting, things are falling apart in terms of them being able to upkeep the buildings, etc. So he's going, it, don't, there's a scheme behind this. Because once he's paid you, he can tell you, you can't be preaching that mess anymore. Read on, sir. Verse 2. And to pollute also the temple in Jerusalem. Third time the word pollution is there. Letting you know just how despicable these people are. Read. And to call it the temple of Jupiter, Olympias. Mm -hmm. And that in Garzum, of Jupiter, the defender of strangers. Now, which which again proves the point how, um, from Constantine, how they're mixing Christianity with our beliefs to make it appeasable uh, uh, to people. Yes, sir. Read, sir. As, as they did desire that dwell in the place, the coming in of this mischief was sore and grievous to the people. For the temple was filled with riot and revealing by the Gentiles. Watch this. Who dallied with harlots and had to do with women within the circuit of the holy place. That, that they were having mm. sex uh, in, the, in the temple. Go on. And besides that, brought in things that were not lawful. The altar also was filled with profane things, which the law forbiddeth. Read. Neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts or to profess himself at all to be a Jew. Now you can see how it all came about, right? Come. Now it's making more sense why that happened. Because usually we just come and we just read those verses and you don't understand the history behind it. Continue, please. And in the day of the king's birth, every month they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifices. And when the feast of Bacchus was kept, the Jews were compelled to go in procession to Bacchus, carrying ivy. Moreover, there went out a decree to the neighbor cities of the heathen by the suggestion of Ptolemy against the Jews that they should observe the same fashions and be partakers of their sacrifices. I right, hold that. Go to Second Maccabees chapter four and um, ten. Yeah. Second Maccabees chapter four and verse ten, which when the king had granted. And he had gotten into his hand the rule. He forthwith brought his own nation to the Greekish fashion. All right, so you can see how it's all coming about, right? It's been, and it's, it's been, it's been on the horizon coming up. Go back. Second Maccabees chapter six and verse nine. Read. 
And whoso would not conform themselves to the manners of the Gentiles should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. Go on. For there were two women brought who had circumcised their children. So these were, these were godly women who did not allow themselves to be intimidated by the actions of being becoming a Gentile. Read. Whom when they had openly led round about the city, the babes hanging at their breast, Read. they cast them down headlong from the wall. And others that had run together into caves nearby to keep the Sabbath, they secretly, being discovered to Philip, were all burnt together because they had made a, cons a, a conscience to help themselves to honor the, the most sacred day. Now, uh, who can tell me what, what, have, what is one of the major things that you have noticed through this present um, situation that we're dealing with? Some one of you just said it earlier on. What's the major thing that you're seeing? What's the what's one of the power moves that you're seeing the enemy has? Go on. Well, they're attacking Israel indirectly because of yeah. vaccines and medications and things of that nature, and, and their media. Yes, but what is going on right now? Look at us. We're here. Say again. Keeping the Sabbath. You notice there is no churches on a Sunday. And, and I don't think we quite we we grasp the, the power hold that, that that has. That the enemy has said you can't get together. If you got a hundred people, that's too much. You got a thousand, and you remember in Houston, Houston had mega churches like you don't know what. All of those churches now have been shut down because of a government order. Mm -hmm. When have you ever seen this? Yep. Never. It's, it's, it boggles my mind. When have you ever seen this? I don't remember. Mm. I've been on this earth a little while now. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> yes. He sure enough did. Can you imagine? We let her finish completely. Yes, because one of the things that I think we need to also be are aware of is the fact that um, when the scripture says all things work together for good, quite literally we are seeing all things working together for good. Because we may not see what's down the road, but he sees what's down the road. Go ahead. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing because the guy I work with, he used to play for all the Rolling Stones and the I mean, uh, I mean, uh, all, all these big time people. Mm -hmm. And he said, man, I'm going to get some more hours. I mean, you know, he's going to say, I said, what's wrong? He played for the Catholic Church. He said, man, they laid me off. <laughs> he, said, he, he, said, he said, they won't let me play for funerals. Then, like, I just thought about that when you was talking about that. And then he worked with me. And, no jobs at all. Yeah. 
Well, you know, a, a young man has passed away in the UK, someone that I've known for a long, 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 long time, well over 30, maybe 40 years or so. And the family is in a little bit of uproar because there is no um, burials in England right now. Everything has to be cremated. Yes, sure is. And that's really got them all a little bit of in a tears. And th that's my point. Look at how much power the enemy is showing. That he can make a statement and you have to go by it. Let's, let's finish this. Let's finish this and then we'll be finished. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Second Maccabees chapter 6 and verse 11. Slacky verse, verse 12. Now I beseech those that read this book that they be not discouraged. That they read this book. Don't be discouraged. Look how beautiful that's, that's been written in. It's written in a way that as you read it, don't be discouraged. That's right. Whatever you're going through right now, it's okay. Go on. For these calamities, but that they judge those punishments not to be for destruction, but for the chastisement, but for the, the chastening of our nation. Good. For it is a token of his great goodness. Read. When wicked doers are not suffered any long time, but for with punished. For not as with other nations, whom the Lord patiently forbeareth to punish. Read. Till they become to the fullness of their sins, so dealeth he with us. Read. Lest that being come to the height of sin, afterwards he should take vengeance of us, and therefore he never withdraweth his mercy from us. And though he punish with adversity, yet doth he never forsake his people. Never forsake his people. You need to underline that so when you come across it, you'll recognize he never forsakes his people. Go ahead. Absolutely. The, the, the scripture lets us know that um, even when you see the enemy doing what he's doing, the scripture tells us that the, the, the sword of the Most High is Esau. So if Esau is doing some destructive work, it's the Most High who's given him the right to do it. And so whatever he carries out and does what he does, even with this virus thing and all that's coming on with that, it's him doing it. That's why there is nothing that's not in his control. Go with me to um, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And let's read verse chapter 2. And let's read verse... Verse 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 2. Read verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 3. Talk no more so exceeding, proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. Watch it. 
For the most high for what? For the most high Read. is a God of knowledge. He is the God of knowledge. He is the God of knowledge. Read. And by him actions are weighed. And by him actions are weighed. That's beautiful. I think that's a nice note to end on. Don't be, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't be worried. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. So whatever needs to be known or done, he does it. It may look like the enemy's doing it, but he's letting it happen. He lets it all happen because it's playing out as a part of his plan. All right. Any questions that anyone has? Uh, Feel free to ask us questions at this particular time. I know we did we did a lot of reading today as opposed to uh, a lot of precepting, but I wanted to make sure that we understood some of the things that we were reading clearly. And sometimes it's my opportunity to ensure that it is read, so I know that you know it. <laughs> All right, any questions from anyone uh, both present here and those who are online? Feel free to ask those questions. Um, feel free at this time. Go ahead. Is this to be taken as a form of our exodus that's on, going on right now? Um, everything from this point on, from the time that we have been woken up to this truth, has been the step of our exodus. From the time you, from the time you say, I am Israel, I know I'm Israel, and I know the Most High is my Yah, that had, that's your step out of your bondage. This is our exodus. We're just waiting for the fulfillment of it to take place. And so there's a whole lot of things that's going to happen that we're going to see happen. And as it happens, it's going to further confirm uh, your understanding and let you know that it is well. All is working together for the good. Um, Ephesians chapter 2 and 11, just run there for me. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 11. Read. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Go on. That at that time ye were without the Yamashiach, being aliens from the commonwealth. So we were aliens. We were without. Finish it, that verse. Salaki, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. In the world. So we now are in this truth, and we now, because we've acknowledged who we are, that step has made us ready to become who. He has labeled us to be, and we are the sons of God. Now, uh, any other questions? Now, uh, yes, go ahead. When we're talking about um, Babylon um, from the perspective of Isaiah and Jeremiah, that is America, that Babylon that we are. Come on, come on. Because um, the, the ones that we're reading in, in Jeremiah, that is 
the Babylon of old. So the spirit and the characteristics of that Babylon plays out in the spiritual Babylon, which is Babylon the Great, in the book of Revelation. So when you understand all that took place with Babylon, with the book of Jeremiah, etc., and what happened to Israel there, then when you look at um, the spiritual Babylon, which is America, as uh, pursuant to the book of Revelation, we now know that what played out is playing out again. Because we are the generation that's now living, we've come back, and we're living this out, and this is our final captivity. There is no other captivity that we're going through. Or, or and I don't I want to digress and go back, but yes, that's the point. Any other questions? Another here I want you to go to because I think I'll hold that for the point. Any other points? Now, you will note as well that we are in this season that, that the world calls Easter. And and they always try to tie in their versions. And remember, um, they've, they've got now got the goal that they've put it in the Bible. So it makes us read the word Easter in the Bible. And in the previous Bibles, the word Easter isn't in there. It's not in there. How many of you understand what the word Easter really um, points to? Go ahead, sir. Asteros, yes. Now, there are three different areas pertaining to that. Um, we will go into that right now. Because I, I want to want to cover it. Um, in fact, we'll cover uh, the three different areas, but we'll, we'll cover all, all five since we're here. I want you at the, uh, the gray line there. I want you to read out Easter and what it means, um, and I want you to go through it first for Easter English, and then go into the Anglo-Saxon word, and then let's do with the Greek. Let's just cover it. Go one line and cover. In the uh, Book of Main Traditions on page 45, it says Easter, this is the English, uh, equals to Eskar, Anglo, it's actually Eshtar. Go on, go on. And then equals to Estarte in the Greek, equals to Astaroth in the Canaanite, and Ishtar in the Babylonian. So, so do it again. Easter. Easter is English. Estar, Anglo-Saxon. Estarte, Greek. Ashtaroth, Canaanite, and Ishtar, Babylonian. So you'll see that it existed even among the Africans, the Greeks. That term Easter has been going on for the longest time. Okay. Now read from the top. Uh, there was a, it does not take a genius. Easter stuff. It does not take a genius to realize that Easter is the English pronunciation of the goddess Estarte or Ashtaroth, goddess of sex, love, and fertility, consort and sister of Baal, also known as Ishtar, the wife of Tammuz. Neither does it take any more gray sails to realize that this, that this accounts for all the sexual symbolism pertaining to this pagan celebration, 
bunnies and eggs, all symbols of reproduction. According to Babylonian mythology, Ishtar descended from the heavens in a giant mystic egg. And that's why you'll see that in the ancients, they had a giant egg where they would have someone in it and they would be carried into their religious halls and the person would crack the egg or open it up and climb out of it. Now, Lady Gaga actually did that. Mm. See, that was part of uh, her, yeah. her show with herself. And, and again, if you look closely, you'll find that this country um, is quick to adapt the things of its past. Yeah. And, and, and because it's the same people, just come back at a different time. And they're just rehearsing what they've already done once, once upon a time. And so uh, what you're having here, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a sexual fertility ritual. That's what Easter's about. And when you talk about Easter, Easter you're basically talking about sex. And here, how we do it, we teach our children. We'll, we'll teach them to go and hide their egg, and then we'll tell them to go and find it. Not realizing you're teaching them a, a sexual um, play that, uh, that that will tarnish and affect their spirits because the things that you do remember they have a spin-off effect they all have a spin-off effect and so in, when you go to these larger they've got these great big and then and you see the kids you see them hiding these easter eggs and telling mm -hmm. the kids yeah. you see where do my, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge and again, that's why you see the truth is you don't eat Easter eggs. You know, and I remember back, back in the day, people would bring around the Easter egg, there's your Easter egg, and all this business. Mm -hmm. But again, you see, those things affect our spirit because you're taking it, you're eating it, but you're eating the sacrifice God. that's onto that God, Ishtar. And you see, we do it ignorantly. But it's yet, even though we're doing ignorant, it's affecting our spirits. We don't buy Easter we don't give Easter eggs, we don't partake in it. And I remember the church I used to go to, and there's talk about get your get your Easter Sunday outfit. And all the yeah. little kids turn up with all their new suits and their little girls their new dresses. Heaven help us. Help us, Father, help us. Forgive us this day. See, so we have to be aware that this is part of what the enemy has been doing and been conditioning us. Right, any questions? Anyone before we? Anyone questions online? All right. Uh, let, 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 let's let's give you just one more piece of portion. Go back and read the the, the lower section. All these false uh, deities. Yes, sir. All these false deities were worshipped worshipped as fertility goddesses and are warned about in scripture as abominable in the sight of Yahweh. Read the scripture, go on. So they forsook and served Baal and Asteros. So they forsook Yahweh. And served Baal and Asteros. Now, where do you see that? The, the Hebrew writing, that's Yahweh. Come. And he said unto me, 
you are to see to see Asalaki, you are to see still greater abominations which they are doing. And he brought me to the door of the north gate of the house of Yahweh. And I saw women sitting there weeping for Tammuz. What scripture? Ezekiel chapter 8, verse eight, uh, 13 through 14. Read on. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarterns of, of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. This is Acts chapter 12 and verse 4. What Easter should even be in the scriptures? Go on. Easter. What's this? Paka? Yes. G3. Salaki. G3957. That's in your strongest dictionary. Go on. Uh, Passover from HXP H64 53. This word Peshka is translated correctly as Passover 28 times. Come on. Alright, any other Has anyone got themselves a copy of Vain Traditions? Good, good. You, you, but do me a favor, read it. <laughs> read it. It's a good read. It's a good read. Uh, yes, go ahead. And tomorrow is their holy day. That's their holy day tomorrow. Correct. Correct. And good correct. Say again. Good Friday and the food frame. Um, they just go mad for it. And there was a lady in the store when I was in. got to the end and she was buying some like Easter things. All the kids was around. She was like, should I get the food? She was trying to decide whether to get the Easter thing for the kids over food to eat. <laughs> you know, and she was in a dilemma and like it was they they just when and just when you've read chocolate that is not food. Yeah, just when you read that about Ephraim, they really are Ephraim. I don't think that you could even tell them. Ephraim and Ammon and Moab, the Bible likens their spirit. Yeah, yeah. And yet Ephraim is part of us. Yeah. But Moab, the Bible says that they are prideful people, full of pride. Money creep. They're big on that. Yeah, but I, first, I just got to say. Because I had, to rent, I had to rent him off to do my yard. He come in yard on Thursday. And mm -hmm. he, I sent him a note. I said, please do not come and cut my yard. I cannot have you do no work for me. I cannot pass no money for anything at all. I said, do not come to my house and cut my yard. Make it Friday. I got it this morning to the noise of a loud roaring cutting my yard. I said, stop it right now. I said, what did I tell you? Yeah, but it rain. I don't care if it go rain. I cannot pay you. I said, do not do this. Right. I said, you dig it? He said, yeah, my dad read it, but he can't. He read it anyway and came anyway. Yeah, because they are a silly dog. Okay. And all right, um, on the behalf of those who have been listening to us, we hope that you've enjoyed this teaching. Um, this is part of our parcel. We hope that's been informative and it's helped to give you instructions. At this time, we want to say to you, continue to prescribe, help us to reach 10,000 people. 
get your friends and neighbors involved in this particular teaching, pass it on, repost it, um, and do all that you must do so that we can reach our brethren for the kingdom. Come. Come. All right. Any other questions before we sign up from our, our brethren? Remember, this is only for those who are with us at this time, so bid you shalom. Speak to you soon. On the behalf of Officer myself, All right. So most of our feasts are centered around agriculture. The purpose behind that is because Israel at the moment is in a dead place. So when it is centralized around a harvest, it means then that life will be given back to the vine so that the vine would be able to grow and live again. Now, if you ask most people about the feast, whether it be the Feast of Unleavened Bread or whether it be the Feast of Tabernacles, etc., most of them cannot tell you what it is except for we just know that we have to do it. So, the purpose of this is just to give you a brief introduction. Now, it was conducted during harvest. And why? Because there are three different types of harvest that takes place within Israel. Now, there is the month of Nisan, or Nisan as some say, which includes the three fasts of the Passover, unleavened bread, and the first fruits. You must also bear in mind that the first fruits mean it's us. We are the first fruits. And we are the first fruits, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, dealing with Yahawashai, who is the first fruit of them that slept. Because he was the first example of getting up from the grave, showing us that it can be done. And notice, since the time that he got up from the grave and he went to uh, the kingdom of the Most High God, he has never fallen asleep again. So he is the archetype. The reason why you'll hear me from time to time use words like archetype or proto Israel is because even though the word archetype or proto-Israel is not in the scriptures, it is inferred to greatly. Let me explain. Uh, and we're going to pray. So anyone think we've done prayed or read the script, we're going to do all that. I'm just giving you um, a platform so that when we begin, you know why we're doing what we're doing. When we use the term proto-Israel, uh, Remember that Adam was the first proto-Israel, or prototype. Even though he was not called Israel, but what, what his people were called, they were called the Adamites. And you'll read that, where the script, I think it's in Genesis chapter 4, it says that, and they were called Adam. They were called Adam, meaning all the people were called Adam. 
So when we understand that now, we get a better clarity of where the scriptures is taking us officially. First fruits now, we are the first fruit because you always collect when a tree is ripened. And some of you have been with me a while, you've heard me teach on that. So it's online if you want to get that particular teaching. When a husbandman grows grapes or, or apples or anything from the tree or from the vine, during the time of the growing season, he is out there watching the vine, watching the tree. He looks for the very first fruit that appears. And once he sees that fruit, he will take a ribbon and tie it around that fruit. Even though it hasn't yet blossomed, he ties it around it. Because this is a tradition of Israel. This is our tradition. Now you see other nations do it, but it was done through us first. Remember, they learned it all from us. Because we were given instructions from um, Abayah. Now, what the first fruit looks like will tell you what all the other fruits are going to look like. So Yahweh Shai, as the first fruit, by him being obedient and doing all that was right, he now became the example that we must become like. So that's very important for you to Hold that in mind as a practice. Um, years ago, um, some Edomites started something where they have these bracelets. And it says, um, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus do? Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or to be like Jesus. And right. all of that. They had all these bracelets. that They made millions from it. Mm -hmm. But you must remember that Edom is about making money from this. We don't make, that's why when we have churches that merchandising and they're selling everything within the church, it goes against the, the, the will of the Mosai. That's why Yahweh went in and he turned the tables upside down and beat all of those that were there. Now in AD 312, Constantine, who became an emperor, decreed what we now today push, and I say we meaning being in the world that pushes it, Christianity. Christianity became the first official Roman religion. But the people had to outwardly obey everything, even though inwardly they were devils. And that's why you must remember that Christianity, it's about show. And if you understand the philosophy of that, you'll understand why on a Sunday in Christianity, people dress up. Because it's showing. And then during the week, they go back to normal. Because 
It's the philosophy of Christianity. Furthermore, the Romans themselves did not become Christians. Even though it was declared to um, Christianity to be the Roman religion, the Romans themselves did not become Christians. But they themselves never allowed themselves to drop their inward behavior toward pagan beliefs. Over time, what happened was their pagan beliefs of, of Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, all those are pagan gods. They used them and folded them together and wrapped them into Christianity. So when you see some of their, their idols or their statues and you see them looking like, and you see this giant figure that looks like Jupiter and they call, say that this is God. And then they show Mercury, which is Jesus. Because he, he, Mercury is meant to move at speed. He's meant to be, in, in terms of the pagan uh, religion, the god of speed. He has wings on his ankles. They folded them all together to make it Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that's why if you go back to the time of Vespasian, or go back to the time of dealing with Titus, during the time of 70 A.D., he even named himself, um, the, the, the empire back then, he named himself the father and the son who was to conquer Jerusalem, the son, and the fact that um, the spirit was with them, the gods, uh, the holy gods. So all of these things sometimes that we take for granted, they all have a genesis, they have a beginning. Now when we do this, Especially now we're dealing with the unleavened bread. When you read the New Testament, it deals with the unleavened of the Gentiles, the unleavened of the Galatians, and so on and so on. The unleavened of the, of the Pharisees, the unleavened of the Sadducees. You'll read it all the way through. But notice there was only one that the scripture said that they could find no leaven in him. And that was Yahawashai. Now, why was this so important? Because, again, I'm just, I'm just dealing with a cursory. Because he had to go through different lives, different generations, different regenerations, because he had to have our experience. He had to know what it was like to overcome. He had to know it. That's why the scripture said he is one that can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Now it all starts to make sense because you start to understand, oh, I understand why he had to do those things. I understand why he had to go through what he had to go through. The purpose behind it was to help us. 
and him being the first in all things, at the first he was Adam. Gone? At the first, he's the first that, um, that died and rose up. They call him, uh, they name him the second Adam, but that's not true. There was only one Adam. One Adam in the beginning. And then there was only one Adam that came later, and he was the Adam likened to be the restorer of Israel. And he died for our sins. He didn't die for the Moab sins, the Amorite sins, the Canaanite sins. He died only for your sins. You will find, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, this is going to be one of your greatest challenges because people are going to try and twist you on this. Especially if you open up your mouth and you start to speak about it, they're going to try to twist you on it. But he died for everyone. Well, how could he die for everyone when the scripture tells us clearly that he only died for Israel? Now, let me ask you, just so that I understand that you know, where in the scriptures does it confirm that he, that he died for us because of one thing? He gave us his laws, his statutes, and his commandments. Where in the scripture does it say that? There's one specific scripture. Sister Elizabeth. Psalms 147. And verse 19 through to 20. Let's go there. I know I keep going there. I know we know it. But the reasons why we have to do that. Because for years I've operated by a principle. That perfect practice makes perfect. So if you go there and find it, and let's read it, and then we're going to um, close out the, and then begin to open up and pray and go from there. So go ahead, sir. This is the book of Psalms, chapter 147 and verse 19. Go ahead. He showeth his word unto Jacob. So first of all, it says he shows his word to Jacob. Why is that so important? Does any of us get that? Why did he show his word to Jacob? Go ahead. Matthew 15, 24. So, so again. He only came for the house of Israel. The, uh, but I only came for the house of Israel. Ma Matthew 15, 24, you said? Yes, sir. All right. Hold that. Go to Matthew. Name it and read it. The book of Salaki, it's the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 24. Read. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Lord, that's a good scripture, too. Anyone else? Go ahead, sir. Uh, you can go to uh, 17, 9. St. John 17, 9. St. John 17 and verse 9. Let's go. The book of St. John, chapter 17 and verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Say it again. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. All right. Let's go to Acts. You know the one I want in Acts. Yes, 
the book of Acts, chapter 5 and verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. All right, now that's good. Uh, jump from there to Acts 2. <laughs> oh, you going to read that? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Verse, verse 30. The God of our fathers. The God of what? The God of our fathers. Raised, raised up Yahawashai, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Hung on a tree. Him God, Salaki, him have God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel. To who? To, to Israel. To Israel. And forgiveness of sin. So only to Israel. It doesn't say to no, excellent. It doesn't say to no other group. Acts no. 2. Acts 2, in verse 5. No, uh, it's like go, go to Acts 2, 21. Come. Yeah. Acts 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Mashiach shall be saved. Here's the confusion. When it says whosoever, everybody believes the whosoever is for everyone. That's not for everyone. But if you keep reading, it tells you. Go on. Ye men of Israel, Who? ye men of Israel. So the whosoever is ye men of Israel. Read. Hear these words. Hear these words. Israel must hear these words. No one else. Come. All right. Let me finish. Oh, sir. Go ahead. Yahawashai of Nazareth, a man approved of Yahweh among you by miracles and wonders and signs. Which Yahweh did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So, so they became eyewitnesses. All right, from there, go back to, let's finish Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 147 and verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob. Read. His statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Unto whom? Unto Israel. Go ahead. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. That's why it's the perfect, 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 perfect verse to read to let people know he has not done or dealt so with no other nation. No other nation has this but us. That's why you must take it as indeed a privilege, but also you must walk in the assurance that you are not here by happenstance. This is not an accident. This is not an accident at all. Huh? All right. We're going to... Um, stop there, but I just wanted to give you a basic understanding of who we are, why we are, why we do what we're doing, and remember, by removing all of the leaven out of our home, it is a, it's a symbolism. Why? Because the leaven is the yeast. The yeast is a type of removing it from your own life. You must become unleavened. You must become that. 
When you, when you take it out of your house, you're symbolically showing that you have removed the yeast or the sin out of your life. And you're not living according to sin. You're living according to the word of the Most High God. Come on? And just to finish, and remember that Yahweh I went through all of these different lives. And remember, he also failed in some of those things. And in case any of you are, are challenged by that, let me let, let you know this. That the creature is subject to the maker. And it was the will of the Most High to make him fail. Now once you understand it, once you get your head around that, then you'll understand why you also have to have gone through things in life where you failed or was challenged. You had to go through it. Oh, I wish I did. I wish I did. Forget the wish. You had to go through it. it. You wouldn't be who you are now, can't? Uh -huh. And that's why the scripture says, all things work together for good. Not some. All things work together for good. To them that what? Let's just say it together. All things work together for good. To them that what? To them that love God. To them that are called according to His purpose. All right, let's go to the script. Let's find it because it's, it's just, this is very terrible. You know where it's found? Huh? I'm sorry? Good. Go there quickly, everyone. Go there. Say it again. All things work together for the good. Who's got it? Romans eight twenty eight. Yes. Uh, yes, go ahead. Name and read it. It's the book of Romans, chapter eight and verse twenty-eight. And we know that all things work together for good. Still read it again. And we know that all things work together for good. Go on. To them that love Yahweh. To them that who? That love Yahweh. Read. To them who are called according to his purpose. Now, why is that so important? Because the next verse gives you complete understanding. Read. For whom he did foreknow. When did he foreknew you? He foreknew you in the heavenlies because you were chosen from the beginning of time. Job chapter 38 is your precept. Read on. He also did predestinate. He all, if he foreknew you, then he also did predestinate you. Go on. To be conformed. To be what? To be conformed. To be shapen. If he foreknew you, he, uh, he said, read it again, to be conformed. To be conformed to the image of his son. So you had to be shapen. 
And each time you were shapen to become like the image of his son. Go on. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. There's the first fruit. Come. Go on. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And he called you, go on. And whom he called, them he also justified. He justified, go on. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Selah. Selah. At this time, we're going to stand, and as we stand, we're going to have a prayer. We're going to, we're going to open today. Um, we're going to have um, prayer by um, um, Brother uh, Dustris. You are going to pray. Um, the scripture reading we're going to read from is going to come to us from the book of Sarak, chapter 8, and we'll go from there. So Sarak, chapter 8, we're going to be reading from. And we'll read the entire verse. At this time, let us uh, lift up our hands. Let us raise our hands. Let us pray. As we come here this moment, we want to thank you for this um, day and we thank you for the gathering and bringing us here together. And we ask you to just um, open the minds of each and every one of us Please, who are here so that we um, could um, practice your word as you, as you minister to us, to, to the pastor. And um, we pray that you just continue to. Um, Open our, our minds, give us the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes, yes, yes. Each and every day, Lord, so that um, we continue to do your will, which you call us to do. Us. Father, you said that um, what, what you put in each and every one of us, you, what you start, you're going to finish. And um, we thank you for calling us, and we, let us not take it for granted. Yes, sir. You have waken up us. And let us not take it for granted because the time is short and um, Come. we should be um, to do your will. Pray all this in the name of Yahweh, Amen. Eternal Father, we thank you again that we are able to come into thy throne of grace. We thank you, Father, for this gathering. We have come from near and far. We have come from different backgrounds and situations of life. But Father, you brought us together on this day that you have assigned in time. And now that we're here, we want to put our minds, our body, our spirit before you so that it can yield the fruit of salvation from us, rendering unto you that which is good. Father, we have come empty of all leaven. Father, we have emptied ourselves of the sins of this world. We know that we cannot make it unless you are with us. We know that we cannot even stand if you are not with us. But Father, because of your grace and mercy, you have never left us, you've never forsaken us. When we forgot you, you didn't forget us. 
When we were cursing you, you still held your peace. What a mighty Yah you are. Father, even when we weren't even perfect, yet you healed us, covered us under the shadows of your wing. Father, we thank you for always keeping us in mind. And we bless your name because there's no other name given among men whereby we can be saved. And Father, we are saved through you and we're believing that even in this climate right now where people are dropping dead, where the world is silent, but even though the world is silent, your voice is still heard through your people. We give you thanks for all that you're doing and we worship you and we just want to say Tawadah. Because you've been so kind to us. Throw a dar. Because there's no one else we can thank but you. And we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praises. In no other name but your blessed son. Yahweh Shai. Salah. At this time, if you will take your apocrypha, turn to page 75. You will turn and face. Go ahead, officer, if you will read. Yes, sir. In the Apocrypha, page 75, Ecclesiasticus, known as Sirach, chapter 8. Strive not with a mighty man, lest thou fall into his hands. Be not at variance with a rich man, lest he overweigh thee. For gold have destroyed many. Can we turn around? And perverted the hearts of kings. Strive not with a man that is full of tongue, and heap not wood upon his fire. Just not with a rude man, lest thy ancestors be disgraced. Reproach not with a man that turneth from sin, but remember that we all are worthy of punishment. Dishonor not a man in his old age, Read. for even some of us wax old. Rejoice not over thy greatest enemy being dead, but remember that we all, Salaki, that die, that we die all. Despise not the discourse of the wise, but acquaint thyself with other proverbs. Read. For of them thou shalt learn instruction and in how to serve great men with ease. Read. Miss not the discourse of the elders. For they also learn of their fathers, and of them thou shalt learn understanding, and to give answer as need requires. Read. Kindle not the coals of a sinner, lest thou be burnt with the flame of his fire. Rise not up in anger at the presence of an injurious person lest he lie in wait and trap thee in thy words. Read. Lend not unto him that is mightier than thyself. For if thou lendest him, count it but lost. Read. Be not surety above thy power. For if thou be surety, take care to pay it. Go not to the Salaki, go not to law with a judge, for they will judge for Salaki. For they will judge for him according to his honor. Travel not by the way with a bold fellow, lest he become grievous unto thee. For he will do according to his own will, and thou shalt perish with him through his folly. 
Strive not with an angry man, and go not with him into a solitary place. For blood, Salaki, for blood is as nothing in his sight. And where there is no help, he will overflow thee. Consult not with a fool, for he cannot keep counsel. Do not, Salaki, do no secret thing before a stranger, for thou knowest not what he will bring forth. Open not thine heart to every man, lest he requite thee with a shrewd turn. Selah. Selah. You may be seated at this time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Um, um, is there any anything on an update basis that anyone would like to share at this time before we forward? Anyone? I noticed that they've been trying to say that there have been more uh, black people that died of the coronavirus than anyone else. Can you believe that nonsense now? Now, it's, it's amazing how they would single out black people. Uh, not Chinese. Not Elam. Right. But somehow it, it befits you that you can use the term black people. I, I, I struggle because of the fact that the enemy... He's no wonder our northern camp people used to say that he speaks with forked tongue. Because, you know, that's a real lie. Especially when, and I think it's, they're trying to use that now because they are aware that so called black people know how it works with us. We know how it works, and, and, and the world knows it because it's said among all. All right. And, and any other points? Go ahead. Uh, they showed a family, black family? Yeah. They did that in Africa with the vaccinations, yes. right? To stop to stop um, the reproduction of us, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the same mentality that Esau has. There's nothing new with them. Excuse me, I, I haven't eaten and I'm my feel a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead, sister. Say that one more time. When Trump 
And we need to come up with a solution. And we're going to come up with this vaccine. And it should be ready in one oh. week. So, in other words, he's saying like they're going to come up with a vaccine to help us because of our underlying illness that to keep us like from getting sicker. Right. And the problem with that, the reason why I struggle again with that is because why are you trying to help black people? Mm -hmm. yes. <coughs> what about so-called white people? And 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 here's the thing: when we when we look at the report, Italy. Is off the charts. The UK now is is way up there. Um, and you know, I, I was getting some reports from my my children who are out there, and and they were showing me videos of, of the streets empty. You know, Texas is is the is really the one of the last states to put in the full actions of, of people being completely. Off the streets. Yeah, I mean, and if you go downtown, it's it's like normal. What's so sad about this is that I'm gonna hold my tongue. I'll, I'll, I'll get bits of it. Um, go ahead, and then yourself. Uh, you know. There is this uh, medication that's used for a patients in lupus. It's called hydrochlorothionine, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, they're, they're saying that they want to test it in the Detroit hospitals and give it to 3,000 patients at the Detroit hospital. Well, we know the population of Detroit is, from, you know, that hospital is probably primarily black. Where a lot of black people and people of Mediterranean descent, they have this condition called G6PD. Mm -hmm. It's an anti-malarial drug also. Mm -hmm. It's used for that purpose too, and those people with that G6PD, they cannot be, they cannot use that medication because it messes with their red blood cells. Right. So it's, it's like they're further injecting us with stuff that can potentially cause more harm than good. This is all about us. That's it. All, all about, about us. Go ahead, man. Isn't it true also that they're wanting to start the vaccine testing in Africa? Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. That's been common news. That's been said in France, in Italy, in Germany. Everybody's heard it. That, they, that they're going to go and test it on some village, yeah. poor village in Africa. Poor village. Go ahead, Johanna. No, what I was going to say, though, that everybody noticed that this, this what he is touting, he is part of, he owned the company, so it's about money to him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if anybody heard, the doctor came on, the black mm -hmm. doctor came on and said, beware that the medicines that they're offering are known to cause heart failure. Mm -hmm. Heart failure. Yeah. But, uh, but again, 
bear in mind, there is a genetic buildup, which is what um, Sister Brennan was saying, that we have in our system. We are a different species of people. And, and please don't get your, your point, Sister Elizabeth. And there are certain things, that's why not everything that we eat is good for us. And part of the reason why we've been sick and we have become a weak race of people is because we've been eating the slop yes. that Esau's been giving us for hundreds of years. Notice how conditioned we are. We're supposedly out of slavery, yet we still are conditioned to eat the same thing that our poor parents continue to eat. Different species of people. And, and please don't get your, your points, Sister Elizabeth. And there are certain things, that's why not everything that we eat is good for us. And part of the reason why we've been sick and we have become a weak race of people is because we've been eating the slop yes. that Esau's been giving us for hundreds of years. Notice how conditioned we are. We're supposedly out of slavery, yet we still are conditioned to eat the same thing that our poor parents continue to eat, which is that catfish and that, that um, what do you call it, hog mall or Hog malls, everything, hog head cheese, you name it. From the from the from from the snout until the you know, from the rooter to the tutor. That's it. That's it. For the rooter to the tutor. Okay. All right, Sister Elizabeth, please. All right. So, so be mindful, ladies and gentlemen. All right, but um, you know, I was showing my wife just yesterday how all the animals are coming. There are animals that they haven't seen publicly for years. Right. Over in Israel, they're walking through the city now. Wow. I mean, antelopes are walking on the road. Mm -hmm. um, ducks and swans are walking down the road. Uh, beavers are going out <coughs> playing publicly. Like they never played before. Mountain lions and 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 uh, uh, what, what mountain lion? What's the other one? You've got mountain cat, or bob, bobcat, or whatever. They're all coming down and they're walking around. It's like they're at peace. Now, does the scripture lie? Because the scripture said this. It said that when Esau is gone, the the the, the world will celebrate. The trees will celebrate. The animals will celebrate. Oh, hallelujah. Let's get into the lesson. Um, now, yes, go ahead. Sorry? Did we sing a song? You feel like singing a song? All right. All right, go on. Go on. Yeah. But I want to say when we all get to our land, mm -hmm. the day that we'll be, when we all see the harvest time, we'll sing in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Um, I'm trying to remember. I know we start like good. When we all get to the kingdom. What a day When we all sing a when we all get to kingdom, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Oh, when we all see a shout, we will sing and shout for victory. Oh, when we all get to kingdom, what a day. families and friends, um, please do uh, where, uh, please do key or log into the uh, YouTube channel and inform your, your friends, brothers, sisters, neighbors for this particular teaching. Come I'll share the link. And share the link, if you please, with all your families and, and relatives and those around us so that they can be a participant of this also. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, um, the title of this particular teaching today is going to be something to be long, but it is going to be concise. We're going to do a lot of reading today because it's important that, could you bring a cup for me, please, uh, for officer here? Um, I want to, I want us to, uh, I, I, I want, yes, I'll give this. <laughs> All right. Um, I want you to pay very close attention to this teaching. The title of this teaching is, He Has Declared War. He Has Declared War. Thank you so much. He Has Declared War. What we must be in anticipation of is that everything that we are now going through when it comes down to this coronavirus, we must see it positively that even though it is the enemy who has set the stage for this to take place, and even now, we're beginning to realize that there is an ulterior motive to this coronavirus. We're now, now they're talking about the fact that they want to 
use certain minority groups, in this case us, to uh, experiment with this drug. You have to believe the Mosai and stand off from taking anything that they are offering. You've heard the saying, I've heard the saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So whatever they're planning, they're planning it because going back to the world order, the new world order, they want to get rid of at least a billion people. A billion people. Now, what they have decided to do with this coronavirus is leading up to more things than you might believe. Now, I'm giving a preamble here because I want, before I get into the scriptures, I want you to be aware that everything that's happening around you, everything that you're seeing, there's more to it than what meets the eye. Don't be naive. I've learned a long time ago that be, you must beware of anyone bearing gifts, especially when you don't know them. There is talk now about the 5G. And over in the UK, there were some men that were working because over in the UK, most of the, uh, the wiring and most of the utilities, they're all buried. Over here in the States, a lot of your utilities are up in the sky on poles. But over in the UK, everywhere, Everything's underground, regardless of how old or, or new that city is. Everything is underground. You'll, see, you'll never see a, a, a tower or electrical tower above. You'll never see that. But what they have started to do, they're building towers that is in, emitting some kind of radiation. It's on their money. It's on the 20-pound note. On the same 20-pound note, is a logo of the coronavirus. So, did this just happen overnight? No, it's been it's been planned. It's been in the making. That's why it's on the money now. And here's the thing that you have to be aware of, ladies and gentlemen, that the enemy, he's unlike us. He's true. The scripture says that he's he, he set he sets himself up at night thinking of ways in which he can destroy people. The Bible says he's, he's, the, he's the author of mischief. Now, in case you don't understand the 5G, let me explain briefly, because this is not the teaching. The teacher today, he has declared war. But he's going to let the weapons that they have made come against them. With 4G, all of you, we use our phones and we are in control of our information because we have our phone. Only one problem with that, it means that when, because you're so used to keeping your phone with you, 
Anywhere you go, you can be trapped. But you still have the right that if you choose to destroy your phone or to take the card out or whatever it is, you can take yourself off the grid. With 5G, however, it's designed to operate by face recognition. Over in China, which is primarily a communist government, they have the greatest face recognition software in the world. And they, and they have more cameras than anywhere, meaning there's nowhere you can go where you cannot be seen. Hear this, ladies and gentlemen. With the 5G, you can step out of your house, and if you have a camera on your house, on, on, that's a security camera, you can look at your own camera and order a cab. And the cab or the Uber will come to your house. And walking up to the cab or the Uber, the camera in the car will see you. You can tell it where you want to go. And by the time you step into the car, the driver already knows where you're going and will take you to your destination. When you go to a restaurant and there's a camera there, it will recognize you before that someone will have the means to be able to greet you by your name at the door and they've never seen you before. Because 5G makes you completely um, dec um, decorated, maybe it's the way I want to use, in other words, you're out there for everyone to see. Here's the other thing about 5G, you can't opt from it. Once you're in the system, you are locked into the system. And it means now, no matter where you go, you go to the hospital, you go to work, you go to get gas, you go to the supermarket, you are there. They know who you are. That is a leader or a support leader to the microchip. Are we living in the last days, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Go with me now to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 34. Isaiah chapter 34. Let's go there. And when we go, let's read very carefully what the scriptures is saying. Isaiah 34, begin at verse 1. It's the book of Isaiah, chapter 34, and verse 1. Read. Come near, ye nations. Nations, you're being drawn. Come near you nations come there's been a request for you read to hear and hearken ye people let the earth hear and all that is therein the world and all things that come forth of it so it's making it very clear you people the earth hear and it said, let the earth hear you and all that is therein and the world, come. the different groups, the different nations. Go on. In all things that come forth of it. Read. For indignation. For what? For the indignation. Read. Of the Most High is upon all nations. It's upon all nations. Go on. And fury 
Telaki, and his fury upon all their armies. Read. He hath utterly destroyed them. Read. He hath delivered them to the slaughter. He has delivered them to the slaughter. Okay. Read on. Their slain also shall be cast out, and their stink shall come up out of their carcasses. He's declared war. Go on. And the mountains shall be melted with their blood. Their governments shall be melted. Go on. And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved. And the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. Nuclear blast. Go on. And all their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine. Read. And as a falling fig from the fig tree. Read on. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. He's going to have vengeance. Go on. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumia. Upon whom? Upon Idumia. Idumia is the other name for Edom. Come. Go on. And upon the people of my curse to judgment. To what? To judgment. Now, in order to make it very clear that we know what we're talking about, hold that. Go to Malachi chapter 1 and 4. Read that real quick, then we're coming back here. Making clear who Idumia is. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 4. Read. Whereas Edom saith. Whereas who? Whereas Edom saith. Read. We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Now when it makes that statement, that's speaking before what we call in the history books the Renaissance. So they were became impoverished because for a thousand years black people ruled the earth. That's right. During this period. In the history books, they likened it or they named it the Dark Ages. Never letting you know who the dark was, but the dark was the people of dark skin. The Dark Ages. Go on. Thus saith Yahweh of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. And so when they started to build, they came back on the scene. And when they came back on the scene, their whole purpose of coming back on the scene was to do one of two things. To re-establish themselves. When we use the term the Renaissance, it simply means rebirth. That's right. Rebirth. This all took place in Europe. Where you see that word, but we will return, that is the rebirth. That is the renaissance. Go on, read on. They shall build, but I will throw down. Read. They shall call them the border of wickedness. The borders of wickedness, read. And the people. And who? And the people. So Edom, Idumia, is the people, read. Against whom the Most High have indignation. Has what? Have indignation forever. Forever. Go back to where we was reading. Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 6. For the sword of the Most High is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness. Now jump back up to verse 5. Let's read that. In Isaiah God's chapter idea. 34 verse 5. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumia. Upon whom? Upon Idumia. And upon the people of my curse. Read. To judgment. To what? To judgment. Go on. The sword of the Most High is filled with blood. Go on. It is made fat with fatness. 
and with the blood of lambs and goats, go on, and with the fat of the kidneys of rams, for the Most High have a sacrifice in Basra, and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. In the land of where? In the land of Idumea. Go on. And the unicorns. And what? And the unicorns. Okay, skip that jump to verse 8. Verse 8. For it is the day of the Most High's vengeance. It's the day of what? For it is the day of the Most High's vengeance. Go on. And the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. Now jump from there to um, Isaiah 63 and read verse 1. So we understand fully as to the Idumea and the Edom that we're speaking of. Go on. Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 1. Read. Who is this that cometh from Edom? Now the who is Yahawashai. That's the who. That's Yahawashai. Read on. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments with from what? with dyed garments from Bozrah? This, Salaki, this that is glorious in his apparel. In what? This that is glorious in his apparel. Now, in other words, when it said dyed garments, it means that its garment is so covered in blood that it has dyed it a completely. It has become crimson. So, whatever color it was, after he has gone through the wine press, it has it has taken on all of the the the, the blood of his enemies that it now looks red. Go on. Traveling in the greatness of his strength. Read. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Go on. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel? Go on. And thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat. Read. I have trodden the wine press alone, and of, and of the people there was none with me. For I will tread them in mine anger. Read. And trample them in my fury. Read. And their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments. Read. And I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is mine heart. And the year of my redeemed is come. Come. So here we see it's making a clear declaration that he has declared war. In Revelation chapter 19 and 13, we will go there. Now, what I want you to be aware of, ladies and gentlemen, is that all this has been building up over the centuries. We are in, or we are approaching the sixth seal, the sixth trumpet. The fifth seal deals with the wars that has passed. The six points to the war that will come, which is World War Three. Now, what wars has it been speaking about? The wars as in 70 AD being one. The Spanish Armada being another. World War One, World War Two. Now, why is that so important? Because that those wars deals with the fifth seal. 
or the fifth trumpet. The trumpet and the seals go hand in hand, together almost. Now when we read Revelations 19 and 13, let's go there. Begin reading if you please. It's the book of Revelation chapter 19 and verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. So that deals with why his who is he who comes from Basra in dyed garments. Go on. And his name is called the Word of Yahweh. Go on. And the armies. And by the way, for those of you that are taking um, stringent notes, when he says that the Word of God, and, 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 uh, said, and his name is called the Word of God, the precept of that is, is John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. Okay. Continue. Verse uh, Revelation chapter 19, verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen. Now when it says, in white horses clothed in fine linen, the white horses is not literal horses. This is chariots. There will be chariots. It's giving you an idea of how they will look. And when they come, they will be like something out of this world. It will cause the people of this world to tremble. Because he's going to make a spectacle of his return. He's going to make a spectacle of the people that he's coming for. He's going to make everyone begin to rush like madmen. Revelations chapter 11. Begin at verse 12. The book of Revelation chapter 11 and verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. Notice, only you are going to hear that voice. Now, some say that it's going to be a literal voice, a literal voice that will speak, and only the, the children, only the elect will hear it, and they will look up because they will hear it and it will come from above. And when you hear a voice, you normally look in the direction that the voice is coming from. Come on. Because it's coming from up there, what will you do? You look up. That's why you, you, the scripture says, look up for your redemption for us now. So read it again. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. In a cloud, meaning that they were beamed up. Again, ladies and gentlemen, what you've got to understand with this and get is the fact when they see only, only, one group of people being taken up, their hearts will fail them. I don't know if you, you can grasp the magnitude of it. When I think about it, and I think that maybe on that day, one of the Edomites 
or Esau would try to even kill one of our people. And as he raises the, the knife or the sword or the gun and about to put an end to that Israelite, suddenly you're snatched out of their hand and begin to beam up. Can you imagine the look on that demon's face? The unleavened being taken out. And it says, and they ascended up to heaven. That's beautiful. I mean, I, I could stay on that all day. It's just so wonderful. Yeah. And it says, in a cloud. And we know the cloud is a chariot. Come on. Read on. And their enemies. And their what? And their enemies. And your enemies, what did they do? Beheld them. They saw this. They're shocked out of their life. What? So it was true what they were saying. They are the real Jews. They are the scattered people of the Most High God. They'll drop their weapons, begin to run to try and hide because they know we're coming back for you. Yes. Yes. But sadly, I've got to jump on, on my, my, my brothers um, from Ephraim. I'm going to jump on my Hispanic brothers now. Because you all are a bunch of sottish people. And you need to get yourself together. You need to realize the very people that have been woken up to the truth and trying to wake you up to the truth, you need to wake up and realize the truth is not with Esau. And some of you got to go and take those rosary beads and throw them where grass does not grow. Let's go to the book of Hosea chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7. When you're there, we're going to begin to read, if you please, verse Hosea chapter 7 and 11. My God. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Don't wait for me. Go ahead. Hosea chapter 7 and verse 11. Ephraim also is like a silly dove. Uh oh. I'm sorry. What, what did it say? Oh. Ephraim also is like a silly dove. Is like a silly dove. dove. Ephraim is like a silly dove. Go on. Without heart. Without what? Without heart. Without heart. Read it again. Hosea chapter 7 and verse 11. Because sometimes people think we're making up this thing. We're reading it from the book, huh? Huh. Read. Ephraim also is like a silly dove. Without heart, they call to Egypt. They do what? They, they call, call to, to Egypt. Egypt. They would rather go back to their oppressors. Huh. Yeah. They'd rather go back to Egypt. And we live in Egypt right now. That's right. Because Amer America is a spiritual Egypt, a spiritual Babylon. Huh. 
Read. They go to Assyria. They go to the Assyrians. Read on. Verse 12. When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them. He said, what did he say he's going to do? When they shall go, I will spread my net upon them. I will bring them down as the fowls of the heaven. I will chastise them as their congregation hath heard. Woe unto them, for they have fled from me. Destruction unto them, because they have transgressed against me. Now that woe means destruction. Yeah. The woe also means World War III. That's right. And some of our Ephraim brethren are going to have to go through that experience. Because they will not unloose themselves from Idumia. They will not do it. They think that Idumia has everything that they need. And Idumia does not. Are you seeing this, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Mm. Read on, sir. Though I have redeemed them, yet hold it. He's letting them know I've I've reclaimed you. That's right. Go on. Though I have redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. And they continue to say things about the Mosai that is not true. Go on. And they have not cried unto me. And they what? And they have not cried unto me. They haven't hearkened unto him. And they haven't put themselves in a state of repentance. Ephraim, come on. Wake up. Read. With their heart, when they howl upon their beds, they assemble themselves of corn and wine, and they rebel against me. Read. Though I have bound and strengthened their arms, yet do they imagine mischief against uh, me. What do they do? Imagine mischief against me. Read. They return, but not to the Most High. So they return, but not to the Most High. They go right back to the Egyptians, right back to the Assyrians, right back to Babylon. Go on. They are like deceitful both. Their princes shall fall by the sword. In other words, they're going to suffer the challenges of the coming destructions. Read. For the rage of their tongue, this shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. So you begin to see now that the Mosai, he's trying to get the tribes back together. He's trying to get us to recognize in this modern day history that we are living out that Ephraim, they would prefer to be like their ancestors and lock into the things of their oppressors. Run with me now, if you please, to the book of Revelations, chapter 18. Let's go there. Revelations, chapter 18. Let's begin at verse 1, if you please. The book of Revelation. Chapter 18 and verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened 
with his glory. So this that you're reading about now is between the fifth and the sixth seal. In other words, World War III hasn't yet happened, but it's coming. All that you're seeing taking place, and I need you to be intelligent, bright, and intuitive people of the Most High God. Study the signs of the time. Things are happening, and the answers, the clues are there. Don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Read, sir. So like Revelation chapter 18, verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Is Babylon what? Babylon the great is fallen. Is fallen. So the United States of America is getting ready to have a great fall. Remember, the pestilence has happened to us right now. That's part of the signs of the times. We know this because the scripture says that, going back to the book of Psalms and other, Isaiah, other books of just uh, Jeremiah, lets us know that these pestilence are coming. But the next great thing to begin to hit this country is going to be the financial world. The writer says, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. I will trust in the name of Yahweh the Most High. Don't get caught up on stuff. We are past that time. We are past that age. Oh, I know oh, you, you, you want this, you want that. I'm sure you do. But those things that you're going to waste your money on, are things that you're going to have to run and leave. Right. Or when men come to just take it away, but that time's coming too. But let's read, read it from the top again. Revelation two. chapter 18 and verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, read. saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And is become the habitation of devils, and the hole of every soul spirit, of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Read. For all nations. For what? For all, all nations. nations. Remember, we began that all nations going all the way back. We just read it. Um, we read that back in Isaiah chapter 34, right? Uh -huh. So, all nations. Be aware of that. Go on. Have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. They have drunk of the wine, the wrath of her fornication. Go on. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Of her delicacy. This is why preachers have got to preach. Come. Preachers have to preach. Now, when you preach, by the way, you are prophesying. Now, for, for some of my Christian brothers who are out there, you, you're, you're struggling with that. Could you, you know, in times past, people say, they, they come up to minister and they say, they say, well, I'm, I'm not a prophet. 
then sit down. Come. Because the word preach is telling you what you are. Make a note of this. Write the word uh, preach down, please, if you could write that down. This will be helpful for you. There's a prefix in the word uh, preach, and it is P-R-E. Now, when you look that up, it means before. Pra or pre, it's a before. And then the second word to that is dit, or or you say etch. But it's actually dit, it's D-I, sorry, it's D-E-I-K. It means to be sure. To be sure. So it means you are declaring something sure beforehand. So when you preach, you are prophesying beforehand. Case in point, quick, uh, hold this, don't lose this where you are in Revelations. Go to Jeremiah real quick. Jeremiah 28. 28 and 8. Just go there. Jeremiah 28 and 8. Let's read. Oh. Jeremiah chapter 28. Oh, just hold on a moment. Let's give us some opportunity to get there. <clears throat> Jeremiah 28 and 8. Go ahead. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 28 and verse 8. The prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesied. What did they do? Prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war. So one of the traits of a preacher slash prophet is to do what did it say? Salaki, the prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesied. They prophesied. Both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war. And against what? And oh, against great, great kingdoms of war. Read on. And of evil and of pestilence. That's why if you are if you are afraid to preach truth, sit down because most of these churches today they're preaching only to make people feel good they're preaching a feel good message so that uh, oh I enjoyed service today I'm going to give a good offering it is better you get a bad offering and preach truth than to preach to the whims of Finish what you just read. That was it. Read it again then. Jeremiah chapter 28 verse 8. The prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war Read. and of evil and of pestilence. Now, notice, even when Yehoshua was here, he preached against the system as well. Come. 
Let's go to um, the book of uh, Luke chapter 21 and 11. Luke chapter 21 and 11. Let's go. The book of Luke chapter 21 and verse 11. Go ahead. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall be there be from, be from heaven. Now, you'll notice here that he's telling you, this is Yahawashai, telling you what's going to take place ahead of time. Is he not? He says, and great earthquakes shall be in different places. Famine is coming back in a big way. Pestilences, we're dealing with that right now. And fearful sights, things you never thought you would see before. Read. And great signs shall be there from heaven. Read. But before all these. But before all these. Read. They shall lay their hands upon you and persecute you. You are going to be taking the experimental drug for the coronavirus. Mm. Go on. Delivering you up to the synagogue. Read. And into prisons being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Read. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. And you will have a testimony once this is done. And don't be afraid to tell them to go to the H-E-L-L. That's right. <laughs> don't be afraid. Oh, uh, because in Christianity, just keep a tight lip. No, no, no. Tell them, go to the lake. Read on for me, please. Verse 13. Salaki, verse 14. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. All right, now, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go to your book. Let's go to 2 Ezra chapter 15 and verse 1. In the Apocrypha, 2 Ezra chapter 15 and verse 1. Page 32. Behold, speak thou in the ears of my people. So we have to speak into the ears of the people. That's what a preacher has to do. Read. The words of prophecy. Read. Which I will put in thy mouth, saith the Most High. So if you weren't sure about what preaching is all about, did it not just tell you? Speak thou into the ear of my people. The words of prophecy. Come. <laughs> Read. And cause them to be written in paper, for they are faithful and true. Read. Fear not the imaginations against thee. Let not the incruelty of them trouble thee that speak against thee. Read. For all the unfaithful shall die in their unfaithfulness. Read. Behold, saith the Lord, I will bring plagues upon the world, the sword, Famine, death, and destruction. Read. For wickedness have exceedingly polluted the whole earth, and their hurtful works are fulfilled. See, so it's telling us already what we are now dealing with today. Read on. Therefore, saith the Most High, I will hold my tongue no more as touching their wickedness, 
which they profanely commit, neither will I suffer them in those things in which they wickedly exercise themselves. Behold, the innocent and righteous blood crieth unto me. Read. And the souls of the just complain continually. And therefore, saith the Lord, I will surely avenge them and receive unto me all the innocent blood from among them. Read. Behold, my people my is what? my people. Read it again. My people. Read it from the top. Behold, my people. Watch it. Read. Is led as a flock to the slaughter. Read. I will not suffer them now to dwell in the land of Egypt. He knows what we're going to go through. He's speeding things up for his elect's sake. Come. Read. But I will bring them with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm. With a stretched out arm going. And smite Egypt. And do what? And smite Egypt. Go on. With plagues. Ooh. Is that what's happening? Come. Go on. As before. And will destroy all the land thereof. So he said, I'm going to smite Egypt with a plague as before. Come. I think some of you missed that. Yes, so we are seeing it again in this time. Read. And I will destroy the land thereof. Egypt shall mourn, and the foundation of it shall be smitten with the plague and punishment that God shall bring upon it. Jump to 14. Verse 14. Woe to the world and them that dwell therein. Read. For the sword and their destruction draweth nigh. What does it do? For the sword and their destruction draweth nigh. Read. And one people shall stand up to fight against another, and swords in their hands. Read. For there shall be sedition among men, and invading one another. They shall not regard their kings nor princes. Read. And the courses of their actions shall stand in their power. A man shall desire to go into a city and shall not be able. Go on. For because of their pride, the city shall be troubled. The houses shall be destroyed and men shall be afraid. A man shall have no pity upon his neighbor, but shall destroy their houses with the sword and spoil their goods because of the lack of bread. Right, give a stop there. Now let's go back to let's go back. Revelation chapter 18. Let's take up where we left off. Revelations chapter 18. Verse 3. Go on. Come. Revelations chapter 18 and verse 3. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Go on. And I heard another voice from heaven. Another voice came from heaven. Go on. Saying, come out of her, my people. Read. That ye be not partakers of her sins. Read. And that ye receive not of her plagues. Receive what? Receive, receive not, not of her, her plagues. Receive not 
of her plagues. Now let's get some precept going here. Jeremiah 51. Jeremiah 51. Now these scriptures are important for you to take note. Take them now. Jeremiah 51 and 7. Jeremiah chapter 51 and verse 7. Let's read. Babylon have been a golden cup in the Most High's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine. Therefore, the nations are mad. The nations are mad. I want to highlight that one. Let's go. Stay, still staying in Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 25 and 15. Jeremiah chapter 25 and verse 15. For thus saith the most high power of Israel unto me, take the wine cup of this fury at this my hand, fury. Go on. and cause all the nations to whom I send thee to drink it. So we have to let the nations know you are going to be destroyed. That's some of the things that some, some people are afraid to say. America's going to be destroyed. How dare you say that? That's sedition. It's the truth. It's letting you know, for thus saith the Lord, God of Israel unto me, take the wine cup of this fury at my hand and cause all nations to whom I send thee to drink it. Come. Read on. And they shall drink. Read. And be moved and be mad. Notice the word mad has come up twice. Come. Because the nations are going to get furious. They're going to almost lose themselves. Go on. Because of the sword that I will send among them. That will send among them, read. Then took I the cup at the Most High's hand and made all the nations to drink unto whom the Most High had sent me. All right, keep that in mind. That's why we must not be afraid to tell the nations the truth. No matter who they are, we tell them the truth. In fact, uh, read on a little bit more. Verse 18. To wit, Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, and the kings thereof, and the princes thereof, to make them a desolation, an astonishment, a hissing, and a curse. Read. As it is this day. Read. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and his servants, and his princes, and all his people, and all the mingled people, and all the kings of the land of Uz, and all the kings of the land of the Philistines, and Ashkelon, and Azad, and Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod, Edom, and Moab, and the children of Ammon, and all the kings of Tyrus, and all the kings of Zidon, and the kings of the isles, which are beyond the sea, Dedan, 
and Tamar, and Buzz, and all that are in the uttermost corners, and all the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the mingled people that dwell in the desert. Stop. So you can see there is no nation that's left out of this. All of them have say it again. All of the nations today have drunken the wine. They are all drunken and become madmen by the influence of Babylon. Let's see if we can take it a step further. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 50. Give me your highlight just for a quick minute. Go to Jeremiah chapter 50 real quick. And let's begin reading, if you please, from verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 9. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon. Say it again. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country and they shall set themselves in array against her. From thence she shall be taken. Their arrows shall be as of a mighty expert man. None shall return in vain. So it's letting you know that there is, there is a nation that's prepared, the Most High preparing them now. He's given them power. He's given them the strategies. And that nation is going to be the nation that's going to have a great effect on America, that America will begin to tremble. And listen, um, one of the things about Americans, when they travel around the world, they feel like they're untouchable. Yes, yes. They'll walk into your country and they'll walk around like they own it. Yes, yes. That's what they do. Remember, we were talking about the 5G and the 4G. Notice Trump started talking about 5G. And he was saying something about the, about the Chinese. And I think his words were, they're not our friends. And here is what America has messed up. America has allowed China to come into America and have bought up stocks and shares, set up companies. Listen, when China was going through its setback, well, when, when there were certain sanctions that were put on them, because obviously they couldn't do business with America, you know what they did? They went and they, and they uh, cashed in and borrowed on their shares. That's in America. America had to give them the money. How do you get it like that, that, that you, you, you set up companies that even though America's going to block themselves from you, America's still going to give you money because you own a great deal and sons of America. But watch this, the key point. China now has developed the 5G. America and all the rest of the world are saying that they can't they won't be able to get it 
done properly until um, 2025. So China has it. So guess what China will have? They will have a great foothold that the other nations don't have. But here is the point that then go and read that scripture again. Read what you just read. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 9. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations. Right. So so China is getting ready to raise up and come against America. America doesn't like that. They're, they're going to have the technology that America doesn't have. Come. Meaning then that America will have to come to them. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, son. From the North Country, and they shall set themselves in array against her. From thence she shall be taken. Her arrows shall be as of a mighty expert man. None shall return in vain. And China is looking to become a superpower. America doesn't like that. Because all the economists have been saying that China is the next great superpower to overtake America. America does not like that. But let me show you something. Uh, come with me, let's go to Second Maccabees. Because I'm gonna show you that that spirit, that spirit has been in existence a long time. Second Maccabees chapter five. Second Maccabees chapter 5. Um, it's going to be a lot of reading, but if I give it halfway, you're not going to understand the script, and I need you to understand it. So we're going to begin at verse 1. Let's begin at the top. So um, Second Maccabees chapter 5, begin at verse 1. Remember, remember what the title is, that the Most High wants or has declared war on the nation. And you're going to see it play out over the next several, several months and a few and a few of the years down up, you're going to see things happen so quickly that it's going to make our heads spin. But let's read. Second Maccabees chapter five in the Apocrypha, page one forty four. About the same time spirit that spirit has been in existence a long time. Second Maccabees chapter five. Second Maccabees chapter five. Um, it's going to be a lot of reading, but if I give it halfway, you're not going to understand the script, and I need you to understand it. So we're going to begin at verse one. Let's begin at the top. So, um, Second Maccabees chapter five. Begin at verse one. Remember, remember what the title is that the Most High wants or has declared war on the nation. And you're going to see it play out over the next several, several months and a few and a few of the years down up, you're going to see things happen so quickly that it's going to make our heads spin. But let's read. Second Maccabees chapter five in the Apocrypha, page 144. About the same time, Antiochus prepared his second voyage into Egypt. Read. And then it happened that through all the city, for the space almost a forty days, there were seen horsemen running in the air in cloth of gold, and armed with lances like a band of soldiers, and troops of horsemen in array, encountering 
and running one against another, and shaking of shields. Now, what you're reading there is an experience that he had seeing a heavenly host. Read verse uh, 2 again. Come. Second Maccabees chapter 5 verse 2. And then it happened that through all the city for the space almost of 40 days there were seen horsemen running in the air. Hold it. Horsemen running in the air. What this is? Chariots. Come darting back in fact we were just talking about it before we got started darting backwards and forwards go on read it slowly and that's why sometimes we have to slow it down so we can not miss what it's telling us go on there were seen horsemen running in the air in cloth of gold and armed with lances like a band of soldiers go on and troops of horsemen in array encountering and running one against another with shaking of shields and multitude of, of pikes and drawing of swords and casting of darts and glittering of golden ornaments and harness of all sorts. Read. Wherefore, every man prayed that and that apparition, apparition. apparition might turn to good. Might turn to good. Read on. Now, when there was gone forth a false rumor, as though Antiochus had been dead, Jason took at the least a thousand men, and suddenly made an assault upon the city. And they that were upon the walls being put back, and the city at length taken, Menelaus fled into the castle. Read. But Jason slew his own citizens. He did what? Jason slew his own citizens Read. without mercy. Read. Not considering that to get the day of them, of his own nation, would be a most unhappy day for them. Mm -hmm. But thinking they had been his enemies and not his countrymen whom he conquered. Read. How be it? For all this he obtained not the principality, but at the last received shame for the reward of his treason, Read. and fled again into the country of the Ammonites. So he fled to the Japanese. Go on. In the end, therefore, he had an unhappy return, being accused before Aratus, the king of the Arabians, fleeing from city to city, Pers uh, Salaki, pursued of all men, hated as a forsaker of the laws, and being had in abomination as an open enemy of his country and countrymen, he was cast into Egypt. Read. Thus, he that had driven many out of their country perished in a strange land, retiring to the Laodamians, Salaki, the Lacedaemonians. And thinking there to find succor by reason of his kindred, his kindred, and he that had cast out many unburied had none to mourn for him. Now, lesser dominion. Just in case some of you are not familiar, when you see the, the movie The Three Hundred, mm -hmm. those are the people that are speaking about who were the ancestors of Abraham, etc. But continue. Come. 
And he had, Salaki, verse 10, and, and he that had cast out many unburied had none to mourn for him, for, for, uh, uh, nor any solemn funerals at all, nor sepulchre with his fathers. Read. Now when this that was done came to the king's ear, Read. he thought that Judea had revolted, whereupon removing out of Egypt in a furious mind, he took the city by force of arms Read. and commanded his men of war not to spare such as they met. Now, it's showing you that they're now going to come into the city and they, they have no, no desire to spare any life but to destroy the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Because part of that is because they, want to, they wanted to stop the Israelites from keeping the laws, the statutes, and commandments. Because they knew that once they did that, they would become strong and would be able to come against them. But if they could keep them from it, they would become weak. But it will reveal more as we read. Go on. Verse 12. And commanded his men of war not to spare such as they met, and to slay such as went up upon the houses. Thus were, Salaki, thus there was killing of young and old making away of men, women, and children, slaying of virgins and infants. Right, ties into Deuteronomy chapter 28. Mm -hmm. Go on. And there were destroyed within the space of three whole days, fourscore thousand, whereof forty thousand were slain in the conflict, and no fewer soul than slain. Yet was he not content with this, but presumed to go into the most holy temple of all the world. Watch it, read. Menelaus. Menelaus, that traitor to the laws and to his own country, being his God. Now, you'll see that that is our own people that's turning against their own people. That spirit is in existence now. It's going to get worse. And you have to prepare yourself that should your own kinsmen turn you in, don't be surprised. Can't? Can't. Neighbors you've been with for years, know you, like you, turn you in. Don't be surprised. But read on. Verse 16. And taking the holy vessels with polluted hands and with profane hands, pulling down the things that were dedicated by other kings to the augmentation of and glory in honor of the place he gave them away. And he so haughtily was Antiochus, Antiochus in mind that he considered not that the Lord was angry for a while for the sins of them that dwell in the city. Read. And therefore his eye was not upon the place. Read. For had they not been formerly wrapped in many sins, this man, as soon as he had come, had forthwith been scourged and put back from his uh, Salaki presumption, as Heli Salaki, Heliodorus was, whom Celestius, the king, the king sent to view the, the treasury. Now, let's explain who Celestius is, or Seleucius is. Um, go to First Maccabees chapter one and nine. 
just so that you have some understanding or background of the story. Let's read. First Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 9. Read. And after his death, they all put crowns upon themselves. So did their sons after them many years. And evils were multiplied in the earth. All right, stop. So let's have an understanding. There were four. In fact, let's kind of give you more clarity. Um, uh, if you go back and read verse 6. First Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 6. Wherefore, he called his servants, such as were honorable, and had been brought up with him from his youth, right? and parted his kingdom among them while he was yet alive. While he was yet alive. And that's when you go into and you read verse 9, um, where that they started to make themselves kings over the land that was parted to them. These were the four generals of Alexander the Greek. Um, make a note of it, please. Make a note of the names, because you, you need to have that name. The name of, of them, uh, well, who can tell me? At least two of them you know. This one you know, Seleucus you know, because that's, that's one that we're dealing with now. So you can put his name down, Seleucus. Because when you read it here in Second Maccabees, uh, chapter 5 and um, and 18 it says and salute whom Seleucus the king sent and viewed the treasury can't so you know that's one so that's one of them who can tell me one other go ahead Ptolemy. for Ptolemy yes or Ptolemy because the P is silent so Ptolemy was one P-T-O-L-E-M-Y all right, so Ptolemy was, was one of them. All right, who, two more. Who can give me uh, the other two? Can anyone? All right, let me help you out with that. Uh, Cassandra was one. Yes, C-A-S-S-A-N-D-E-R, Cassandra. So you have Ptolemy, Cassandra, and you have Seleucus. One more. Now this one I know is hard to uh, even pronounce it, let alone. Lysimachus. All right? Lysimachus. L-Y-S-I-M-A-C-H-U-S. All right? Lysimachus, all right? So we have Ptolemy, Cassander, Lysimachus, and Seleucus. They were the four generals. It's important for you to remember them because as you read through 1st and 2nd Maccabees, their names are going to come up. And if you don't know their names, you won't see how the story is panning out. These are the four generals of Alexander the Greek. You wouldn't be so far. All right, any questions from anyone before I go any further? Do you have questions? Doc, go ahead. I want to make sure. Ptolemy, was, he was the one that went and took over Egypt, yes? Correct. Correct. He made himself a pharaoh. This is how, when you look at the hieroglyphics and you see a white pharaoh, it's, it's Ptolemy who is that man. And he brought his people. So that's why when you see the hieroglyphics, 
because he wanted, he saw that the greatness of Egypt was so great, he wanted to make himself a part of that. In order to make himself a part of that, what did he do? He had hieroglyphics made up showing him as a white pharaoh. There's no such thing as a white pharaoh. Because all the people were, um, were, um, were, were Abyssinian. See? And so since they're all Abyssinian, they're all dark-skinned people. No such thing as a white pharaoh. That's a Greek man making himself that. Now, the reason why that's important, because again, this is why the Most High is, is unpleased with them. Because anywhere that Edom puts his hand, he pollutes it. That's how when we were reading the scripture earlier, it said, it said um, where was it now? It said he polluted, in fact, jump back to verse 16, read verse 16, uh, chapter 5. Second Maccabees, chapter 5, verse 16. And taking the holy vessels with polluted hands. So anything they touch, they pollute. That's why the Most High doesn't even want us to have to make babies with them. Because they pollute. They're not good for us. But guess what? Um, it's something that, uh, because of the lack of understanding, life goes on as it is. But when we go back now and we read, let's go back now, um, Second Maccabees, Chapter 5, and let's um, take off from verse 20, uh, 19. We're, we're, we're getting ready to wind up, so we're, we're on the last tracks. Continue. Second Maccabees, chapter 5, and verse 19. Nevertheless, God did not choose the people for the place's sake. But hold it, you need to read that again, because again, so this is some deep things, and we're missing it. Read it. Nevertheless, nevertheless, God did not choose the people for the place's sake, but the place for the people's sake. So anything that went in, it was set that way because he's always thinking about us. That's right. Go on. And therefore, the place itself that was partaker with them of the adversity that happened to the nation did afterward communicate in the benefits sent from the Lord. And as it was forsaken in the wrath of the Almighty, so again the great Lord being reconciled, it was set up with all glory. Read. So when Antiochus had carried out the temple, a thousand and eight hundred talents, he departed in all haste unto Antiochus. A weaning in his pride to make the land navigable, navigable, and the sea passable by the foot. Such was the haughtiness of his mind, and he left governors to vex the nation at Jerusalem, filling for his country a Figarian, and for manners more barbarous than he that set him there. Now. Again, just to keep you in the picture because some of you may not be thinking more widely as you should. When you read this, it helps you to understand how when Yahushai now comes along, you begin to see that Herod was an Edomite calling himself a Jew. <laughs> see, he called himself a Jew. And that's why you'll even read later on in the scriptures where he turns around 
uh, I think in, in, uh, if it's not your house, then it's Paul, who turns and says to one of the leaders, said, I know you are an expert uh, in, in the Jewish matters, meaning you have been trained like us. Come. But go on, read. Yes, sir. Verse 23. And at Garza, Antiochus, and no. Salaki, and at Garza, and Andronicus, and be and besides Melanus, who who Salaki, who's worse than all the rest, bear in heavy hand over the citizens, Great. having a malicious mind against the countrymen, the Jews. Great. He said also that detestable ringleader, Apollonus, with an army of two and twenty thousand. Commanding him to slay all those that were in their best age and to sell the women and the younger sort. Now you see why it's declared war. Because it's happening, it happened then, it's happening all over again. Come. Nothing new under the sun. Come. Read. Who coming to Jerusalem and pretending peace did forbear till the holy day of the Sabbath when taking Hold the. On. Need to read that again. Come. Slow it down. Verse 25. Who coming to Jerusalem and pretending peace did forbear till the holy day of the Sabbath when taking the Jews coming holy day and commanding his men to arm themselves. So he waited and it until he came up to the Sabbath and then began to exercise his, his scheme. Go on. And so... He slew all of them that were gone to the celebrating of the Sabbath. Read. And ruining through and running through the city with weapons slew great multitudes. Read. But Judas Maccabeus, with nine others, or thereabout, withdrew himself into the wilderness and lived in the mountains after the manner of beast, with his company who fed on herbs continually, lest they should be partakers of the pollution. There's the word pollution again. Now watch this. Jump into uh, chapter 6. We, we know this one a little bit more, but I'm sorry, we have to read it because I need you to understand where things started and how things are going to um, culminate. Go on. Second Maccabees, chapter 6 and verse 1. Not long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens. Watch this now. Read. To compel the Jews to depart from their laws of their fathers. So they used the Jew to go and compel the Jew not to follow the law of their fathers. And not to live after the laws of Yahweh. Now, watch it. Well, did you not hear what Trump said he's going to do? Yeah. He's going to start to pay pastors. Mm 